0: Welcome to this episode of Cox Talks. I'm Logan Cox. Uh, quickly, before we get started, I added a new feature to the Anchor app. Uh, now in the Anchor app, we are accepting uh, donations uh, from listeners. If you want to become a supporter of the podcast, you can donate anywhere from $0.99 cents to four ninety nine dollars uh, a month. Um, it is a one-time fee. Per month that you can do, you can cancel at any time. That money would basically go to getting me a better microphone, other than this pink thing that I'm using. Um. So, anyway, without further ado, let's get started. I think my guest is one. He's ready to go on tonight's episode, uh, or today's episode. We do have a special guest. It is my friend Matt. My friend uh, been my friend for a long time. This is Matt's first podcast. He's a relatively funny guy. Uh, also another thick-bodied fellow like myself so without further ado Matt how are you good how you bud good so uh pretty much nothing is planned on my podcast we're just gonna have a conversation so um is there anything that you wanted to talk about well I'll leave it open to you and then we'll just get into some stuff
1: you know I don't I don't really have anything planned right now I was waiting on our other buddy to join too i had a whole list with him but oh well
0: yeah and he may jump in in a couple of minutes he has added so he can jump in at any time we do have another person who may or may not jump in so matt let's just get into it so you have lived a more fun life than any other person that i'm friends with in a short amount of time you
1: have that's because That's because I'm the only one that doesn't have any kids of all your friends.
0: I mean, that is true. But you have the most ridiculous (laughs) stories, and we're just going to get into some of them. So, Matt, one of my my all-time favorite stories is the time that a girlfriend of yours may have tried to turn the tables.
1: Oh, you're talking about the dildo story. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so... Oh, God. How long ago was this, Logan? Probably like five, six years ago I was dating a mutual friend of yours, too. We should also point that out Mm, as
0: well. Maybe not a friend, but (laughs) I knew
1: her. Uh, Yeah, so I found out that after about three months of dating her that she um, did online porn. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew that part, too. No, but not shocking. (laughs) So we're... So one day she was always talking about trying to get double penetrated, and I'm not, I'm not one to bring another dick into a room. I mean, my dick's the only one that's going to be in the room if we're if we're having fun. So she had this bright idea. Hey, let's bring a dildo into the into the play. I was like, all right, that's fine, whatever. Well, I started blood pressure medicine when <laughs> I, a relatively young age because let's not face it. I am fat. I'm a fat fuck. Cholesterol, everything bad. So I started some blood pressure medicine. I was having some issues getting my small dick up. By the way, I am uh, uh, white, you know, from up and above and below, but uh, Asian in between, if you get my drift.
0: Tiny penis.
1: Oh, God. It's so tiny, but my nuts are fucking huge.
0: You're like the it's opposite. It's like two
1: fists and a thumb.
0: It's like the opposite of a horse.
1: Yeah, You're- it's like when I, when I, Get a blowjob from a girl. I'm like, you know, bruising her chin. It's such huge nuts. Anyways, moral of the story is, she uh, was trying to help me get it up, and uh, didn't was having some issues. And she thought, hey, the lube dildo that's on the nightstand next to us might help me get it up. So she reaches over, grabs it, and uh, it continued to insert it into my asshole. Oh my god. Yeah, it was one of those rigid dildos that it was like the the ball oh I am knocked over my microphone. It's like a small ball at the beginning and then it goes like another ball gets bigger, another ball gets bigger. It's about four or five balls. I still have it if you ever want to see it.
0: No. I have yeah. zero want to see it.
1: <laughs> so she got about she rammed it in about two balls into it. And uh oh, 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 how far God, how far
0: a, apart are the balls?
1: Um are you talking about mine or the dildo? No, the dildo. Oh shit! Probably uh, half a golf ball it probably starts out of marble, then it goes up to like a to like a a smaller golf ball and then a big golf ball, and then like you know a, a large ball so like lengthwise are we
0: talking like three, four eight how many inches
1: oh no, it probably only went about two and a half inches into my asshole, oh my God,
0: it made it two and a half inches,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, because you know, you know, when you're when you're getting a blowjob, at least with me, you're relaxed, and you know my asshole becomes unclenched. I don't I don't know how you I you know I'm not picturing you getting a blow job, but for me, I'm relaxed. She was laying on the edge of the bed, you know, laying flat. I saw her tits. It was just the greatest thing ever, and I was just standing, and my asshole was exposed. And uh, well, in this townhouse that I was in, living in at the time, not the one I'm in currently now, the one out in Queen Creek, uh. You know, I, I, you know, it was had tile in the bathroom. So she made it about, oh, like I said, an inch, maybe two inches in. And uh, I freaked. Rightfully. Her in the face. No. Right. Oh, dude, I, I, I'm I, pretty sure I fucking left a mark. Like, thank God the cops weren't called. I would have been arrested. And uh, my asshole clenched and the dildo shot out of my ass and it plinged across the fucking tile floor. <laughs> Like, it was like, ting, 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 and it hit the wall. I immediately ran to the bathroom, probably had the second best shit of my life. It, it loosened it up. I mean, I, I don't understand why men don't do this more often. I mean, I, after I mean, this, I can tell you. I can I tell had... you
0: why. Why? It's because we're heterosexual, Matthew. Yeah, uh,
1: that's true. But, um, but no, dude, after this, after that experience, I realized, if you ever massage your asshole and you're constipated, it'll flow right out of you.
0: Yeah, but there's a difference between massaging and just... I mean, what you did, or what she did to you, was, like, putting a blender into it. She she, she went right what? in and mixed it, mixed it up. Like, when you get an iced coffee, you know, the cream is on top, <laughs> and you shove the straw in a bunch of times to get the cream down to the bottom?
1: That's what she did to you. Well, she, well dude, if she would have made it to the be standing here today so thank god that didn't happen but is it weird that after I had you know took shit with her possible black eye I still had sex with her I
0: mean it's strange that she still had sex with you I know what you look like so (laughs) no
1: and she was kind of attractive she was fucking crazy I'm surprised she didn't stab me in the middle of the night but I mean but she was was so that
0: couldn't have been like the apex of weirdness or maybe that was the apex of the weirdness in your
1: in your no, life. no 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 so another time of having we'll call her um uh crazy girl one. we'll just one. call her because we'll, if i say boot, we'll give her a real name we'll, if i call her bitch if i call her bitch people will get freaked out so what what were you we'll, going to we'll say we'll give
0: her a real name we'll call her rebecca
1: okay so rebecca so one night we were getting freaky and i just got back from a bar this is back when i was a little bit younger so i was still going to the bars i don't drink because of all the medication I'm on, because I'm say, you know. I've- so it's safe
0: to say that you were at the bar, but you were super sober coming home.
1: I was super sober, and she's been at my house all night because she had to work, and then she got home and started drinking at my house, so she was shit-faced. So we started fooling around in my bedroom. I get on top of her. We start doing our business, and all of a sudden, I know where she starts crying. And I was like, did she just hit rock bottom having sex with me like most women <laughs> in my life do? So, so I'm like, what the fuck is, I was like, Rebecca, I almost actually said her real name, that would have been awkward. I was like, Rebecca, what's wrong with you? She goes, you remind me of my grandma. Oh my god. In the middle of sex, I'm like sitting here, I'm like, did you you get fucking raped by your grandpa or something like that? And dude, she just started fucking crying, and then she just goes, just keep going, keep going. As she was crying her fucking eyes out. And I kept going. Best orgasm of my life.
0: Really? You're sick.
1: I don't know because you're twisted. I've never, I've never raped a girl before, but it was probably. I mean, I get why they do it. Oh my god! (laughs) That last part, I was joking. I don't don't think you can say that. (laughs) <laughs> sorry mom no actually to be honest with you she did cry it was awkward but i i did finish it was awkward.
0: did she ever explain
1: she said that she smelt cigarette smoke and her grandpa though that was her last memory of her grandpa who died young i don't know how young a grandpa could die but died younger than mine. because he smoked and yeah no shit that's why i don't smoke but uh Yeah, she said that she smelled some cigarette smoke on me that reminded me of her grandpa. So I'm like, so every time you walk into a fucking bar, you start crying? It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? But I don't understand how sex brought that out of her.
0: Well, I mean, without digging in too deep, it was probably the alcohol and then just the the emotions of just the smell brought out the, the emotions and the alcohol didn't help it at all. It just kind of, instead of filtering it, it just came out.
1: Wow, I didn't know this was Dr. I mean, Phil. Oh.
0: I don't like to get deep. <laughs> and clearly you can't get deep.
1: <laughs> but dude, I stand by my, my statement.
0: Okay, so
1: Massaging the asshole there and shitting brings it right out of you.
0: But I mean I'm never gonna try it. i I will dude. just take your word on it.
1: Well, I mean, lately I've been eating horribly, and I've been trying to work out. So, I mean, when I sit down, it flops out of me. But whenever I, you know, have salads and shit for like two weeks, it just you just what you do is you take some toilet paper, pat it on your hand, and you just stick it up and just rub the butthole, dude. It comes right out.
0: I'm no, no. Yes. It's terrible down there. I'm not rubbing. I'm first off. I've been friends with you for a long time, for years. Yes. I yes. never want to hear you say the phrase, rub the butthole, ever again.
1: <laughs> I was friends with you back when you were skinny. Yeah. I was always fat. You yeah. were skinny.
0: Now I'm fat. What happened? Life. What life happened. happened.
1: <laughs> life happened. Okay, so explain. Like, I mean, you depressed, Logan? Now I'm going to dig in deep with you, motherfucker.
0: No, it's just when you have... You know, when you have kids and, a you know, a full-time job and sometimes it's easier just to go to McDonald's than it is to cook a meal. And, you know, you don't get to go out and, you know, you can't uh, can't work out as often because you have kids at home. So, you know, things know. just kind of compound and build up and up and up. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, speaking of shitting, I had uh, Barro's this week. Have you ever had Barro's? pizza? Pizza? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I I know you say that you like hot, spicy food. I had their mild wings. Dude, I've been shitting blood for like the last two days. That's not good. I probably should see a doctor, but I, dude, through my insurance at work, the greatest fucking thing ever. Have you ever done the dial a doctor? No. Dude, you just like pay five bucks and a doctor calls you and prescribes shit over the phone. It's like, hey, dude, I'm coughing. He goes, hey, here's, a, you know, a dozen Vicodin. It's like, what the fuck?
0: That can't be. That doesn't sound ethical,
1: dude. It's not, but it's the greatest fucking thing in the world. So if you ever need Vicodin, Signa calling pharmacy thing or Signa call a doc. Five. I got twenty Vicodin.
0: That's the most insane thing I've ever heard. That that's even weirder than you taking three inches of dildo up your butt. <laughs>
1: It was two inches, motherfuckers. I'm exaggerating.
0: You're under-exaggerating.
1: Well, I'm confused. What do you mean by that?
0: You know that you took more, Matt. Are you pe- yeah. are you peeing?
1: No, no, dude. I'm in my living room because my roommates my roommates sleeping, and I, didn't, and I knew we would start, you know, getting loud and arguing with each other. So I'm downstairs, and my dog's drinking water. Okay. I have a big German Shepherd that you know I have redid my whole backyard for her, but she can never find the fucking gravel. She always pisses all over my fucking tile, and I always step on shit in the morning.
0: When well, That happens. It's probably yeah. yours after you've, you know, stirred <laughs> out your poop.
1: <laughs> Drop a deuce on my way in. <laughs>
0: sounds like you've loosened things up down there that you sneeze and shit everywhere.
1: Oh, dude. Speaking of that, I... I was. Have you ever watched that show, 19 Kids Accounting?
0: Uh, yes, I've seen
1: it. On TLC? Yeah. I wonder, I just want to know what that mom's vagina looks like.
0: I mean, it's gotta be kind of like a slip and slide. If you've ever been to a (laughs) a water park and you've seen the end of one of those tube slides where it opens up and all the water gushes out, I'm assuming that's
1: what it looks like. And, like, the underage kids come flopping around, like, hi, mom! You know, all just fucking coming out of nowhere. Occasionally a lost child comes out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's like, I want to know It's like. I, I guarantee you the reason why her kid, her last kid, because it was the episode where the last kid was born, was like four months premature. Probably because she sneezed and the fucking thing just popped out.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, there's not much holding it in there anymore, and gravity's pulling it out. So I know,
1: dude. I, I guarantee you, each kid took a little tread off them tires.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Dude, that Jim yeah. Bob must have a huge ass dick just to still feel that vagina.
0: No, that's why they're not together anymore.
1: No, they're still together. It was the other son that that. I know too much about nineteen kids accounting. <laughs>
0: oh, me! I'm thinking of John and Kate plus eight. You're right.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's a bitch. I can't say bitch about women. Sorry, that's a woman who had like nine kids at one time or something.
0: It you can say that about women. You just have to be a rapper. Rappers are the only ones who can get away with it.
1: Oh, calling women bitches. Yeah, it's like a rapper. Oh, fuck, fuck. Nah, I'm not a rapper.
0: You have unwrapped a lot of food.
1: Oh, dude, I wrap I a lot of food, bro. Or unwrap a lot of food. Not lately, so, I've been doing a lot of Chinese takeout. So,
0: Yeah, but then I'm hungry 30 minutes later.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you. Someone else sees that. It's like, hey, we're going to throw a little rice and some chicken. It fills you up. And the next thing you know, it's like, wow, did I have lunch about an hour ago? No.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's fried rice. Oh. So, Matt, a lot of people know me that subscribe to this podcast, but not a lot of them know you. I mean, they've gotten to know you quite well in 15 minutes. Um <laughs> We'll we'll come back to some of your other crazy stories because I know that you have more that I want you to share that probably some I've never heard before. Yeah, um, and then we'll talk about some things that you and I have done together that I may not remember that you can help remind me of. In, Anal sex? Yeah, uh, nope. And uh, <laughs> and then, but I think first, like a lot of people know that I worked for the sheriff's office, that I worked in law enforcement. So I was in the army. Yes. I uh, was a cop in the army for a couple of years, did that. And then I worked at uh, a couple of jails here in Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. You as well in your past life have done, you've moved on to, to bigger and better things now, but in your past life, you did work at a private prison. Yes. I would say similar, not obviously you didn't work, I guess not obviously, but you didn't work with women, but it was the same type of prison as mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black. It was like a private prison.
1: What? Well, not with all the women's sex though. I wish.
0: Well, right, because you worked with men. Yes. So yours was lots of man sex.
1: Oh, God, too much man sex.
0: So I want to tell some stories, and I'll tell one of mine first. Um, okay. And with all, you know, disclaimer aside, I have told this story on stage once. Um, I opened for Burt Kreischer a few months ago um, at the Tempe Improv, and I told this story. It is at 100% a true story. It happened... Um, you know, just because it's part of a stand up bit doesn't mean that it's not true. Uh, it is completely a, a true story, something that happened to me. So, when I was 19 years old, I was much skinnier than I am now. I probably weighed 140 to 150 pounds. I was straight out of high school, grew up in Gilbert, which Gilbert's a little town in Arizona that's a real white suburban town where not a whole lot of stuff happens. So I have always wanted to be a cop. So I went or always had wanted to be a cop. So I went and got a job at the sheriff's office. They hired you uh when you were 18, 19 years old, you could go through the academy and then you worked in a jail, they gave you a badge, you, you know, obviously you thought you were a badass. I yeah. worked at the now taken down Tent City Jail. It's something that you can look up. You can actually find a clip of me. On National Geographic. If you go to YouTube, type in National Geographic, or I'm sorry, lockdown tent city. I think I'm in like a couple of the clips in there.
1: About forty minutes in, I uh, looked it yeah,
0: up. Roughly forty minutes in, yeah, that's that's true. So I am in <laughs> it. Um, but my first couple of days at the sheriff's office, or actually my first like, so you did a nine week training academy, and then after your training academy, you did a, like a training in your actual jail that you were assigned to. I was assigned to the tent city jail. And then you did like a two week training where you shadowed people, you shadowed like an actual trainer. And then they just partnered you up with someone who was like an actual officer. And you did like their duties for them. They basically got paid to do nothing for two weeks while you shadowed them. Nice. And what they had always taught me during that period was if you see people going into the showers and then those same people, like, immediately turning around and walking out. Something is happening. Something bad is happening. Whether they're smoking or they're fighting or, you know, something weird is going on. You're like, you should go check it out. So, again, I'm 19 years old, full of piss and vinegar. Um, you know, I'm just fucking tough shit, you know, walking around at 150 pounds soaking wet. And I see that happening. My first day by myself, I walk out. Our our office was in a secure room. You had to have a key to get into. And right as you walked out of the office door, you were in what they called the day room. So it was tables. It was kind of looked just like a cafeteria, like a real shitty, like, high school cafeteria. A bunch of tables along, you know, the outside of the walls were lockers for the inmates. And then they had their shower and their bathroom stalls. Their shower was like nine shower heads. Their bathroom was like eight, eight or ten toilets. And it was all, okay. all open. So I walk out into the day room and I see like three inmates walking in to go take a shower and they both or all three of them like walk in I can see that they stop about a foot into the the shower and then they turn around and they they walk out immediately walk out so I am like fuck yes fuck I'm gonna go catch the people smoking I'm gonna fucking you know two minutes into my first shift I'm gonna catch people I'm gonna radio it in my supervisors are gonna think I'm fucking badass Like, it's going to be so great. And I go walking into the shower, and against the back wall is a dude facing the back wall with his his arms and his legs spread out so he looks like a starfish against the wall. And there's four dudes, and there's one guy holding each arm, one guy holding each leg, and then a fifth dude just, just, just fucking him in the ass. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, what did I sign up for? Like, no one told us that this was a thing. And this is, again, this isn't a prison. This is county jail. These people are doing less than a year. They were all sentenced. And most of them were in for, like, DUI. And yeah. this dude is getting just fucking hammered <laughs> by this other, like, and it was all white dudes. So it was just a big white dude just pounding another big white dude. And I didn't know what to do. And I yelled, uh, uh stop it. And I don't, have, I don't have the most intimidating voice, as everyone can tell. And I'm 31 now. I was 19 then. So we're talking, you know, 10 plus years ago. <coughs> um,
1: so pepper spray, dude. That's the best pepper spray.
0: What I did at that point in time is I pulled out my taser. And I was probably eight, nine feet away from this dude. Pulled my taser out. Uh, yelled, stop, I'm going to tase you. The dude looks back at me, smiles, and thrusts in again. So I fucking light his ass up. I tase him. One probe, hit, one probe hits him, like, kind of just below the base of the neck and the shoulder. And then the other one hits him just kind of, like, right in the ass cheek. Um, in his left ass cheek. So, perfect. Exactly what you want a taser to do. Big spread. Yeah. He locks up, and he falls backwards out of the guy. And as he falls backwards, his dick leaves the dude's ass and just starts spraying cum everywhere. Just, (laughs) dude, it was like a solid, like, six or seven roper. It was just, like, just thick threads of cement. And, like, I, so then I'm even more traumatized. Like, not only did I catch prison rape happening in a jail, but now I've literally gotten a man off. Like, he, because of my actions, he ejaculated. Like, that is the definition of getting a man off.
1: Hey, that's totally fine.
0: So then I have to jump in, handcuff him, you know, do all that kind of stuff. And it turns out that the whole incident happened because the victim was gambling, which is something that they can't do in jail, but they are fucking criminals, so they do whatever the fuck they want anyway. Yeah. Um, and he owed the head of the white guys, I think it was something like four, three or four honey buns.
1: Oh, a honey so we bun. So he got some other honey buns? Yeah, he
0: got some sticky buns out of the deal. <laughs> so you can buy two honey buns. And we're not talking like the just the, the shitty regular honey buns. Like, we're talking the vanilla frosted ones, like the high-end honey buns. Oh, yeah. You can get two for a dollar at Walmart. So even if he owed four, and I think it may have just been three, but we'll round it up to four.
1: You're yeah, talking, I like even numbers.
0: You're talking two dollars maximum. He owed two dollars in debt.
1: <laughs> and did did you ever find out if he did it willingly because they were holding him down or what?
0: Oh no, he was he was fighting the whole time. He <laughs> was he was wiggling. He was screaming. Like, in I, you know, they had all of the shower heads on, so the water kind of, you know, knocked down the sound. And then they had big plastic. They were see-through, but they were, like, these giant, like, industrial, thick plastic uh, shower curtains.
1: Yeah, no shower. So they
0: blocked out all of the sound. So <clears throat> I didn't hear him screaming until I walked in and was in the middle of fucking fuck fest 2007 <laughs> in the shower.
1: So. Oh, I am lucky I never came across something like that.
0: I mean... It was an amazing time to taste somebody.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I got a similar story, but not sexually related. I uh, so I was strip searching this one inmate one time. Before we went out to rec, we always had to strip search the inmates. I, I should also keep in mind in my, my time in the private prisons, I was a case manager. And I was in not really in charge. I was the only case manager in SEG. So basically how it, the rank system went was the unit manager... And then me for like the unit management side and then the officers, sergeants, all that kind of good stuff. Well, I was helping out with Wreck because they were way behind. So I go to strip search this one big black guy. Um and I was like, Hey man, let's go and he took off his thing and started strip searching and when he went to I didn't obviously didn't see the front side of him, I only saw the back side when they spawned in the cop. Uh I th- Let's just say when he went to put his jumpsuit on, I thought he accidentally smacked himself in the face with his hand. And I go, it made same. I said, Hey, I go, did you just smack yourself? He goes, No. I go, Was that your dick? And he goes, Shut up, Carlson. I go, Dude, that's your, your fucking dick. That motherfucker had an elbow. That was, dude, it was literally the biggest dick I've ever seen in my life. He I smacked himself in the face, cock slapped himself.
0: In the face.
1: Yes. Jesus Christ. Dude, I would have hated to be that guy's cellmate. I mean, because I would feel so much insecurity because they when the prison I worked at, they pissed like facing the toilet. Like say they'd sit down on the toilet and like face where like, you know, the bowl of water would be. So I even said to him, I go, dude, when we were walking him out, I said, so when your toilet gets clogged, do you snake it with your dick? (laughs) (laughs) He looks at me, he goes, I'm going to fucking kill you when I get out of here. So yeah, so that, that I had that, and then I, I I pepper sprayed a dude in the dick. That's that's really my only excitement at the prison, man. I mean, I had fights and shit, but no fire hose coming all over the place. I
0: mean, it was like that scene from Little Rascals where they're trying to put out their clubhouse, and they're all kind of just flailing around on the fire hose. That's what yes. it, that's what it looked like.
1: Just spraying everywhere.
0: Yeah, just just oh. just laying rope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, good for that dude though.
0: I mean, yeah, and I guess he didn't get filled with baby batter, so I did a service to everybody. I got a dude off and then saved a dude from
1: farting cum Uh, bubbles for a while. Oh, dude, that is, how do you, how do you sleep after that one?
0: That one took a while. That one was a lot of therapy and uh, just openly talking about it because it was hilarious. It it was super (laughs) funny.
1: And that's what I tell everyone who's worked in a prison setting, because I, I, I did it for six, almost six years, is it, when people talk about, like, the fucked up stories, it's so that way, you know, we could cope with it. Oh, yeah. We, it, we laugh about it, but it's the only way you cope with that shit.
0: Right, and it wasn't to be insensitive, because, you know, they are people just like everybody else, yeah. but when you see these crazy things day in and day out, you either lose your mind, or you learn to joke about it, you know, like... Oh. Just cra- oh, yeah. and, and you see just the craziest, most innovative shit from these people, but they're all just worthless people for the most part, and they don't do anything with these talents. I've seen the best artists. I've seen people, oh, yeah. sc- I've seen people sculpt, like sculpt like lifelike, or not lifelike, but like real life looking characters, like Disney characters out of soap. I've seen people do just crazy <clears throat> shit.
1: Oh, and dude, and the way they hide shit, too, it's like the way that they build stuff to hide contraband, is just ridiculous. If these guys would actually put their minds to the right stuff and not just, you know, criminal aspects, they would be fucking rich somewhere.
0: Yeah, and then some of them wouldn't. Like, we called them, when when we would get stuff brought into our jail, um, most of the time it was brought in on someone's person but we strip searched everybody so yeah. they couldn't just bring it into their clothes they had to put it in their human suitcase and
1: yeah the prison pocket
0: yeah and we called it keistering and and they would roll up whatever they wanted to bring in into a shape it was like into a glove like a latex glove like a doctor glove but they put it into the finger and tie it off and it would end up looking like an egg by the time that they were done with it and they'd put it in and then they'd go and they'd shit it out and we called that the keister bunny because they would keister it in their keister <laughs> and then they'd, they'd go lay little little keister eggs everywhere and we, oh, we called it the keister, the keister bunny.
1: And you know what the, I hated it when like inmates would swallow stuff and then you had to put them in a dry cell and then actually go through their shit with tongs like tongue depressors
0: oh yeah I we had hated that we had a female officer get into an altercation with an inmate whenever i worked there and i was the first first or second one in the door i worked our intake area she called for help in like the housing area it was probably 200 300 feet away eh, maybe longer yeah. than that but i responded i wasn't doing much it was pretty early in the shift And I go taking off running. Me and a couple other guys show up first. And again, I was in much better shape than I am now. So we get there and she comes running past me. And she's like holding her head. And I was like, fuck, like she got hit in the head. And then I end up getting the inmate. We get him handcuffed. You know, we did what we had to do. He fought a little bit. We get him into a cell. And it turns out that he bit her ear off. Ooh! and then we had to go try and recover the ear so we ended up going into the cell that the the fight happened in between the two of them couldn't find it checked on him couldn't find it. it turns out that he swallowed it and we had to basically try to do the same thing we shut the water off to his toilet flushed the toilet a bunch of times so that there's no water remaining in the room um and then sealed off the toilet and then yep. if he took a shit, we had to, you know, I didn't, but someone had to dig through it and We were looking, literally looking for the piece of her ear that he bit off.
1: Yeah, I had to do that once and that was not fun. And I, I can't even barely change my niece's diaper. So, and I love her. Imagine trying to do that shit.
0: Yeah, it's uh. exactly. Like, and people don't understand, like, cops, cops on the street go to work every day looking for bad guys. Waiting to be called to a bad guy, people that work in jails and prisons show up to work every day and they know where two hundred inmates are immediately as they walk in the door. Your housing oh, yeah. unit you're responsible for you know i mean at least in our jail, you were working in an a housing unit and a b housing unit, each one had thirty six cells and pretty much two inmates per um per cell. So you're yep. you're working with a ton of inmates who don't like you. They know uh-huh. you know they are going to do everything that they can to get under your skin. Um, and they're all right there. You have 144 inmates at, at like a maximum at any given time to fuck you up. They just want to fuck you up. But oh, then yeah. again, they lead you to some of the like the funniest stories. Like, when I worked at Tent City, we had <laughs> we had 800 we had 800 males at Tent City and then we had like three or four hundred females. Yeah. And before Sheriff Joe got too crazy and like just started feeding him, literally it looked like slop. It was like food just blended up. And it was just different colors of blended up food. He would do um like real food. They'd get like hot pockets some nights. And it was all stuff that was donated. So basically like the stuff that at the grocery store that like expired. But really, like was good for like another week or two after the expiration date. Kind of like milk is, yeah, we would get we would get all yeah. that stuff donated to us, and we would turn around and feed it to all the inmates. So they'd get hot pockets, they'd get hot dogs, they'd get pizza rolls, like they got like decent food for a while while I worked there. But then there was like a string of like jumbo, like those jumbo like bun length, like giant, thick hot dogs. And we had to stop serving them to the females whole. We had to cut them up into thirds yep. because we would literally call it like we'd wheel the carts in and the in- inmates would help prep the food. So they would prep all the food and then a girl, you know, would feed the women. You'd get like two women. They'd go out and grab all these little heating carts full of food and they'd wheel them into that, the day room and the women that were helping you serve the food to the other inmates they already knew what it was so you'd walk into the room with them and they'd yell ladies night and all the women would start chanting it so all the women out you know in their tents would hear everybody would run in and it was like oh maybe they're all just big fans of hot dogs and then
1: (laughs) no and um, then the day
0: room like normally at dinner time, they would take their entire hour and they'd be in there talking and sitting in there cause it was cool. It was cool. Like they had air conditioning. So they would, yeah. they would stay in there the entire hour that we would give them. And then on hot dog night, they would all literally stay in there about three minutes and the day room would be empty. The showers would be full. Every toilet would have someone on it and and anyone who wasn't in a shower or on the toilet was in their bunk under the covers, even if it was like 115 degrees out in the summer, and they were yeah. all just fucking
1: going to town, riding with the, hot the dogs. fucking
0: hot dog pony. And so we had to start breaking it up into thirds so that they weren't literally fucking their
1: food. Yeah, that's that's why one of the reasons I was happy I never worked with with females was for that reason. I did
0: for a very short period of time in our training. Um, in the actual academy, the the actual detention officer academy, they took us on what they called facility days. Um, and it was basically yeah. just to get you familiar with a jail prior to, like, actually graduating the academy. So the first time we did it, you're literally wearing black dress pants, a white shirt, and a black tie. And everybody knows that you're the new guy. And you don't do...
1: That's how it was at our facility, too, the first day. So yeah, so and you. you
0: don't do much. You sit in a control tower. You don't have any inmate contact and that's just, just how it is. And our academy was nine weeks. At the like eight, eighth week, seventh week, you're in your uniform. You don't have a badge, but you're in your uniform. You have the patches. You've got your duty belt. You have pepper spray. You've got all that shit on you. Um, except for a taser, I don't think. But you had handcuffs and most of the shit that you would normally carry um but no badge and then they take you into a housing unit and you actually are doing the security walks every 25 minutes you're out with an actual officer who's graduated the academy you're doing the security walks you're doing everything with them and yeah my first facility that i was in so my my academy and i'll kind of explain it in a, a second but so they told us that you couldn't miss any days in the academy it, yeah. It, well, you could miss like two days, but the only day you couldn't miss was Pepper Spray Day. My oldest daughter was born on Pepper Spray Day, so I missed it. So I ended up missing. I ended up missing one of my facility days with my class, that they went and did stuff because I had to get pepper sprayed. So then my first ever time in a facility was nine weeks or eight weeks into the academy. I am, you know, seeing a real inmate with my own eyes for the first time. And we walk up to the cell and I was, again, 19 years old, you know, spiky hair, just like I have now, but I looked I clean shaven. You know, I was much better looking back then. And
1: You're so good looking. Don't, don't <laughs> thank, fault yourself, you, baby.
0: And this meth head, and I say it because she was in for possession and, and use of meth, is <laughs> sitting on her toilet, just digging into her vagina like she's fucking finding black gold. Just like she's about to strike oil. She's just... She's just digging at it. And she looks at me... Looks at me in the eyes and goes... Oh, look a new guy. And then I can hear... She says it loud enough that all of the other inmates... She's in the first fucking cell. She says it loud enough that all of the other inmates can hear her. And I hear them all going... Oh, I want to see. And she goes... Oh, come on. She's like... You know you want to take a look. As she's naked just fucking... Like, wrist deep into her vagina. And I didn't know what to say. And I looked her dead in the eyes. And I didn't look down. I looked her right in the eyes and said, I don't like spicy chicken. And I walked to the <laughs> next cell. And as I got probably three feet away from her cell door, I hear her go, What the fuck? <laughs> and then they didn't fuck with me the rest of the day because I honestly think that they thought I was mentally challenged.
1: Dude, I don't know why that, that story brought <laughs> one of mine back up to my head all of a sudden so i had this one inmate um was he was on the top bunk so how our facility was is is we had three wings in each unit and each wing had a 100 and... dude i hear smack in the background you <laughs>
0: no, no it's a pen i'm, I'm taking notes <laughs> for things that i want to talk about
1: okay. okay sorry it sounded i was like are you beating off to that meth head masturbating but anyways so, so we how ours is this three uh three wings, it's like in the shape of a T and then it has like a little long hallway with like a crash gate and then a front door. So I was uh in the unit manager's office. It was one of my first couple of weeks on <clears throat> and an inmate comes into the unit manager's office and goes, Hey, I need to talk to you guys. I was like, Okay, and what's up? He goes, Well, I'm on oh and I should also point out there's hundred and twenty inmates in each pod for a total three sixty. So he goes, Well, I was on the top bunk last night I was hanging my feet over, you know, reading my Bible, because when everyone does something in trouble, they're always reading the fucking Bible beforehand. I don't know if that ever was in your situation. <laughs> I was just in myself reading the Bible, Mister Yeah, I was getting ready to go to church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Or I'm getting ready to go to wreck, and something bad happens. Anyways, so he goes, I was just on my bed reading my Bible, and all of a sudden I felt something wet start on my toes, and then for <laughs> like what? He goes, yeah. And then as I looked down, he goes, my cellies was started sucking my toes and beating his dick. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah. So the cellmate just sucking his toes, beating his dick. And then he goes, and then he looks up and goes, what are you doing? He looks up, and he goes, come on, cuz, moan like a bitch. Help a brother oh out. Oh, my God. So he wanted to moan. And I was like, hey, what do you mean moan? he goes, you know, moan like a girl sex. ago can you explain? And he goes, he wanted me to do this. Ah. <laughs> so I was like, I go, what? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, and he beat his dick, came, rolled over, with. Oh play. my god. So so I, I was like, nope. So I walked in, grabbed the other take him out, and we cuff him, and we take him out, and we take him to SEG. I was like, that that, that was my like first so For, for any listeners maker.
0: who don't know, SEG is like segregation. It's like a A safe housing unit. People that are doing that aren't mentally stable, and they shouldn't be with other inmates. Because luckily this dude either couldn't, he just wasn't big enough, or he just didn't care. He could have just beat the fuck out of this guy. Like, these people can't be around, like, a regular. So there's, like, security seg... Which is you're segregated for your security, and then there's ad seg or administrative segregation, which means that you've done something wrong. You you fucked up. Or like the fa- you know, the facility or the institution deems you as needing segregation.
1: Yeah. Like how ours was is we had disciplinary seg for people who got written up like that guy who was sucking on toes. Then um, are we also had administrative segment. We had something called the ship program. Ship S H I P, not S H I T, and it was where we housed the gang members. Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you doing? In
0: the I dropped the pen as I was writing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus, I thought my dog pissing in the background was bad. Jesus, it sounds like a fucking hurricanes going through <laughs> your house right now. Turn tornado Logan over there. But yeah, then we had the ship program, which basically were the the inmates who were in the gang. Who we that was the way that they patched up they were able to go back into general populations. they did that program, or if they assaulted staff or if they were extreme risk to others and they wanted to work their way back into, you know, getting out the general population. Yeah. So I, I, dude, I'll tell you what, and I'll, I'll say this till the end of time. I had some of the most fun experiences working in that prison. I miss it every day. If I didn't have some douchebag warden come in and ruin you know, the, me liking it, I probably would still be. Dead. Oh, and I
0: agree. And you know what we'll do is later on, you and I will do a full podcast on just like jail, just jail life, prison life. And maybe we'll get a couple of other people that have worked it to join us on it. Um, oh, but for let's sure. move on from that. So,
1: okay, yeah, we talked about that for like 25 minutes. I
0: episodes. would like to know, do you have any more crazy sexual stories with you and women? It doesn't have to be the same woman, but I
1: no Um, well, I, I will say this, and this is something that I, I was, when I was waiting for us to start and, and uh, you know, just kind of late what is up with this new, what is up with Japanese people in the crazy fucking shows?
0: I mean, I, I've seen this the ones is... where they like dive into glue or they, you know, they do like, like the MXC, the most extreme challenge or whatever that was on, like Spike yes. TV, where they did just stupid shit. <laughs>
1: Well, I saw one. It's a new one. And we got to – I'm, I'm going to hopefully sign up for every episode. But it's basically some guy comes on and sings while this hot Asian girl jerks him off. And he has to finish the song Wait, before what? he comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically I'll have to send you the link. Maybe we can post it on your on your webpage. Yeah. But so like the curtain is like between his knees and his belly button. And some nurse, some Asian lady dressed as nurse, comes around and jerks him up he's singing.
0: A oh my song. god! There, there's no way I could we, sing I mean, a song while that was happening.
1: Dude, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this rate, with my sex life is not really that good right now. I want to sign up for like this, you know, be a season regular.
0: I mean, you f- definitely fit like what they're used to. Like you have the American belly with the Asian wiener.
1: Yeah. Is exactly. that
0: stereotypical? not no, fuck it all Asians have tiny dicks, and I'm not even gonna try and defend them
1: no i I watched an Asian porn the other night that was actually kind of sexy, and this dude had um like a coke bottle dick, yes, I was actually surprised I mean I
0: think that they're just getting surgery now on them
1: yeah, oh dude, Oh, fuck what I was going to say well we'll we'll discuss this one when, when the we talk about the prison night, but did you ever have inmates like cut their dick open and put like little bottle caps or something in their dick to make it have a bump so it hits girl. So head.
0: I never had that, but there was a guy that I was strip searching once and he clearly had something on his penis because we always like when you strip search you make him separate the penis from the balls. And yeah. he had something there and I was like, What the fuck is that? So I had to like <laughs> examine it and I had to call a nurse and he had chicken bones. Chicken bones. Like like imagine eating like a drumstick, like a chicken wing drumstick. Mm-hmm. Not not the big one, not like a full like piece of fried chicken, but like like the little drumette on, of chicken wings. And, and he yeah. had that bone. They were cleaned and bleached, and they were shoved through his penis like a Jacob's ladder up his dick, like from sh- from base oh. from base oh. to like just under the head. So there were two ends on either side, but it was chicken bone going through. He had, he, he had like three fuck? of them
1: dude that is like okay that's impressive like we we had to take the dominoes away from our inmates because they were trimming them down and then cutting their dick open and then sealing it back up and stitching it with clothing stitch so that way they would heal but we had one guy who lost about three inches of his dick because it got infected so, so basically he's on my level I
0: right mean now. good for him that he had three inches to lose
1: I know Dude if I had 3 inches to lose I'm just going to go Caitlyn Jenner. It. I
0: mean you can you can't say that. Oh, so I mean the Japanese people might be my favorite people if that's an actual show.
1: Dude, it is. I will send you the the link if I can. It, I'll so we'll post link. the
0: link on the the page. Matt, is there anything else that you want? We've done forty six minutes. We can keep going if you want, um, or we can end it and we'll just do another like prison podcast, prison cast, and uh, talk about that at another time. Uh, it looks like Corey, our other guest who was supposed to join us, didn't. Um,
1: yeah. So. Well. Well, how about this? Real quick, we'll discuss. Um, tell how about this? We'll tell a little bit about each other. You tell me a little bit about because I, I got not, dude. I don't have a life. This is my my life now. So <laughs> I, I could go all night if you want. Oh, so so to so we learn. can
0: do this. What are some stories that we've done together? Obviously, not sexually. That you think are worthy of like our listeners hearing.
1: Okay, so I'll say this story real quick, and then and then you can tell one of yours. So I, I took a little break from the prison. So my life is I, I uh, grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona uh, moved out to Gilbert lived with one of my best friends for a couple of years. We, we just kind of, you know, do whatever. And then I met this one girl who just totally ruined my life like most women do. And, uh, and I was working in the prison at the time. And I took about a four month break from the prison so I can get my life back in order, finish up my degree. I got my degree from Arizona state university while then in that four month period, I got a job working lost prevention at Coles is where I met Logan. Um, I was horrible. I did a, I was fucking horrible at lost prevention. I, I I thought I would be good, but I wasn't. But Logan was there. He was my buddy. He was we we got along pretty well. Well, one story I remember in particular is one girl I started watching, and and uh, she uh, was dealing a bunch of shit. Like she loaded up a cart within probably ten minutes of being there. And then came out and half the cart was missing. She layered herself up. At Kohl's, we're not supposed to chase people. Logan and me did. We, we chased a lot of people. This was back when Logan was skinny. And I was going to call 911 and watch him from afar. Um, so we chased this girl across the street. The Kohl's that we worked at was, what, Stapley mm-hmm. Baseline? So we chased this girl across the street in the Denny, or the King parking lot. She trips and falls because the amount of clothing she was wearing. And we called. I was on the phone with 911 already. We got them there. And then as we pulled up, she threw a crack pipe and crack rock at me and said, Why'd you plant this on me, motherfucker? Do you remember that? Crazy I do message? remember that.
0: I remember her.
1: That white. That crazy white lady. Yo, dude. I want to know what happened to her.
0: You know, I never knew what happened to any of them after the fact. But there was one. Yeah. That's kind of a similar situation where she was stealing like a couple of bottles of perfume and she stole a yeah. Hello Kitty watch. And I chased her. She kind of did the same thing. I chased her across the street. It was later at night. It was probably seven or eight. So it was close to closing. And I chased her across the street. We ran, a, I ran across the street and there was a bar. There was like a mad dogs or something was the name of the bar.
1: Oh, I remember that place. That place I, was And awesome.
0: she ran behind there. And as I'm chasing her, she's screaming, help. He's trying to rape me. Help, help, help. <laughs> So, luckily, I had this little plastic badge that said security on it. I was like, nope, she she's a shoplifter, blah, blah, blah. And I was on the phone with PD. With and a cop that, you know, I had worked with her, known, pulled up. And he ended up catching her. But a couple of months later, I started working at the sheriff's office. And we were doing... I was working the intake area. And I was doing releases and transfers to prison. And I was transferring her to prison for... She was doing... Uh, like eight years. And,
1: and was it because of the shoplift or something It was for different?
0: shoplifting, but not for my shoplifting. For my uh-huh. shoplifting, she got like eight months of probation. And while she was on probation, she got involved with a uh, organized crime ring. And she was uh, shoplifting Dyson vacuums. Like, she'd go into to a store and steal like 30 of them. And then they'd they'd go and resell them for a couple hundred bucks. And then they'd pocket, you know, obviously the full profit. But she got caught doing that. She got eight years in prison for it.
1: It, That's, that's, uh, what is that? Um, Something stolen property. Yeah. And she
0: she recognized me. And she's like, I know you from somewhere. And I was like, yeah. I was like, "Is?" and I looked at her charges. And all it said was shoplifting. And I said, is this what, you know, was this because I caught you? And she was like, no. She's like, it didn't help. She's like, because they gave me probation. It was like a year probation. She had had done like two months of it. She had like eight months left. Um,
1: oh, that's that's a pretty good story. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think of stories that we had working together. A lot of them involved me, you, and Corey. Um, and just yeah. saying crazy things to people or chasing people or... Um, <laughs>
1: yeah oh man and then then our old boss he was fucking hilarious oh
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: but he was a broncos fan so we can't talk <laughs> about him yeah but yeah i mean it was dude those Coles was fun working those days man i that, that was when we were young we would go catch people and then go party all night after. yeah we,
0: we definitely got into some we did things at that job that we shouldn't have done but it made it so much more fun
1: I know. And that, that I mean, nothing that would get us all arrested. We should probably point that out. Nothing that would get us really in trouble. Right. Just but... like chasing people
0: and the things that I would
1: say to people. And,
0: um, you know, we, I, I had one guy that you could tell that he, I don't know if you remember this. I think you and Corey were both with me. Maybe not. Um, okay. He, You could tell that he wanted to steal a watch and we were watching him. And he would look at it, and he'd had it in his hand, and he'd put his hand right next to his pocket with the watch in his hand. He Then he'd look at it again, and he'd put it on, he'd take it off, and he'd put his hand back by his pocket with it. And then, finally, like, I had enough of just watching him. And I believe one of you two had him on the cameras. I walked out, took the watch, and was like, they don't have security here. And I put it in my pocket, and I walked out the door. Oh! oh I do and he this. walked out. He was like, fuck yeah! Cause he and he waited for me to leave, but no one stopped me. And I turned the corner to where he couldn't see me out of like the window by the door anymore. And then he did oh, the yeah. same thing. But I think he grabbed like two or three of them. And he had a bicycle parked right out front. and He ran and got on his bicycle, and I grabbed it by the handlebars and it was and I pulled out my little plastic bag. I was like, "Store security, get the fuck inside!" And then every everyone else ran outside and, and got him. Um, and I know I know you I... were with me this night. We had a guy. That stole a um, mattress. He, I guess he technically didn't steal it. He walked into the store with nothing, picked up a mattress or a mattress cover and walked it back to um, customer service and said, hey, I don't have my receipt. I need to return this.
1: Oh, non-receipt return. Yeah.
0: And then he, so they they did the the return. They gave him a couple hundred dollars in store credit. And then he walked out of the store. Well, we had already had the police department waiting because he had, like, a getaway car waiting for him. So the police department shows up, and he runs out the door, and he instantly takes off running. And I'm running after him. There's a cop running after him, but I'm, like, weirdly running faster than the cop. And I screamed, stop or I'll fucking tase you. And the dude (laughs) hit the ground. And... After they got him handcuffed, the cop goes, "Who who yelled that?" Because there were like three cops there, and they were, like, "Who yelled that they were going to tase him?" And one of the cops starts laughing, and he points at me. He's like, "He's like, he's like, Logan said it." And the cop, they all start laughing. They we go, "Well, what would have you done if he didn't hit the ground?" I said, "Well, I hope one of you assholes would have fucking tased him for me."
1: <laughs> oh, dude. So I had one. It was after you left, went back to the sheriff's office, and I was in the process of getting back in with the prison. So me and the new guy who was working there, uh, I think his name is Anthony. He was a great dude. Um, I was sitting up in the up in the control room, and I was just watching this one guy on camera and didn't think anything of it. And I was like, God, he's doing some weird motions with his hands, and like in the air of his penis. Uh, yeah, he was jerking off while watching this one girl and trying to, to blow his load on the back of her shirt. So I sent Anthony <laughs> – me being the dick I am, I sent Anthony on the floor, and I said, Anthony, I said – We don't have a clear visual of his dick. Make sure we get that before I call the police department. So I get Anthony on the radio. Anthony goes out there. And he goes, call the police. I go, what's wrong, Anthony? He goes, I see dick. Call the police. So I called 911. Cops come running in. Like, they were over at Chipotle. We had four cops. And literally, they... Knocked him down into the bedroom set and took him down to the ground. His dick was just exposed. He came all over the sheets. Jesus. It was a bad situation.
0: I see. I saw one of those that happened once where it was the kind of the same thing. Except he wasn't like following a girl. I think he was watching an employee from like across the store. But he was yeah. standing in a rack of leather jackets, and he's just he's just <sighs> stroking one out, and then he blew it everywhere, and it hit like eight jackets. And if you've ever been to a Kohl's before you know how tightly everything is like pushed in on a rack so it didn't have to travel far to hit eight different um, leather jackets but we, so we had to sort through with gloves on, find all of them that had a, well they retailed for like six or seven hundred dollars each so he hit eight of yeah, yeah, so he hit I think it was eight total and they were six hundred bucks a jacket um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is uh oh,
1: jacked it on forty
0: eight hundred dollars in jackets well they couldn 't charge him with shoplifting, <laughs> so they charged him with criminal damage because we couldn 't sell the e jacked on fucking leather jackets anymore, <laughs> even though I thought that it would moisturize the leather but <laughs> we couldn't sell him so they they charged him and he actually he was one that like I followed up on like in court like just court records online and he ended up getting yeah. 2 years in prison for um the sex for, for the, the sex jackets. crime um and then he got like I think it was like 10 years of probation 2 years in prison for the sex crime and they didn't even plead down the criminal damage he had such a shitty lawyer that they didn't even throw out the criminal damage charge <laughs> so he is a he is a registered sex offender for jacking on jackets
1: oh <laughs> uh, i remember that one guy that we had that we were watching we we're like for sure he was going to steal something he goes into the what is it the junior's girl section and steals that bra. you yeah. that guy that was that was probably one of the more creepier bastards. I yeah, he was had a fucking with.
0: weirdo. I've had two, like, the worst was parents who didn't give a shit what their kids were doing. So we had two, yeah. like, teenage girls come in one day when I was working there. And they both were walking normal. They walk over to, like, the bras and underwear, load up a bunch of underwear into a cart, load up a bunch of bras into a cart. And they both had white shirts on. So you could see, like, as they were walking away from you, you could see their back. And you could see that there was, like, no color. Across their back, yeah, well, the one girl comes out, or both girls come out of the, the fitting room there 's a bunch of tags everywhere. all of the clothes that they took in are missing, so clearly they 've stolen stuff. Um, they both walk out literally waddling like a fucking penguin both both <laughs> of them are waddling like penguins, and then both of them are wearing white shirts, and you can now clearly see orange like a, an orange strip across both of their backs where they had a couple of bras on and the last one that they put on like idiots was fucking bright orange and we stop them i oh. stop them they come in you know it's me and my boss i think at the time we're both in the room and they come into the room and the mom comes in she's like yeah she's like you girls didn't do anything wrong these fucking perverts that work here just trying to catch little girls all day and then we actually like ended up showing the mom the video and she was like oh okay and kind of gave up on it because she had realized that, like, she was a fucking idiot.
1: Yeah. Dude, I remember, I, was it, was, was I working with you at this time or was it with me and Corey? Where I was following this, these girls on the floor. Corey was following them on the camera. And, and then I went in to go check the fitting room after they were done. And I was on the phone with Corey because for some reason our radios weren't working that day. And I was checking the stalls. Oh, son, Corey goes, Hi, hi, they're coming back in. They're coming back in. So I get into the last stall of the Kohl's women's fitting room, shut the door, stand up on the thing. As I'm talking with Corey and these girls are in there changing saying, Oh, I'm going to steal this. I'm going to steal this. I'm stealing this. And we end up catching them. And they are like, how'd you know we were going to steal all this? I was like, well, I was in the fitting room and I heard everything. <laughs> the, it was kind of
0: best crazy. for me was crazy people. So I had a crazy lady that was in the store for seven and a half hours. And when the, the police asked her how long she was in the store. she said ten minutes. and she was she was so crazy that the boss that I had at the time he was doing things to like pantomiming things to like mess with her. So the cop yeah. the cop is talking to her and he's like running her information. So it's my boss and the cop are sitting next to each other, and then she is sitting facing them. Well my boss doesn't say anything, the cop's in the middle of talking to her and he pantomimes like he opens a revolver loads it, loads in one bullet and then out loud, like, and then acts like he closes the revolver and then, like, he spins the barrel, but he actually or spins the chamber, but he actually makes the noise. He goes, zzz, click. Zzz, click. Zzz, bang. And he slams his head onto the fucking table. And she... While yeah, she's in she there? Didn't, the co- even the cop kind of jumped. She didn't bat an eye. And she, she literally looked at the cop and said, I think you need to deal with him and not with me. And then he he sits up and he goes, oh, no, I'm fine. She's like, oh, I thought that was bad. And then he pretends like he ties a hangman's noose, acts like he throws it into the air over something, pulls it down, puts it around his neck, and then hangs himself and starts making like the gurgling, like the, and the whole time this woman is like like looking at him kind of concerned out of the corner of her eye, but never like, it's like it didn't happen
1: did is she was this the boss that I know no else? it was
0: my first boss and his name was ray and he was <laughs> the best person i've ever met
1: yeah yeah even better than me he was
0: my favorite human alive
1: wow yeah. i'm upset with that comment logan i thought we were past all this i mean look, look i'm on the you know podcast for an hour and 1 minute Corey didn't even show up what the it's fuck true. i'm
0: very upset at him um but I with think... that we're going to go ahead and end it we're at an hour um we will save we have so many more stories that we can tell we'll do a prison podcast in a couple of days we will tell more cole stories during our prison podcast hopefully we can get Corey on board for that one um
1: yeah and then we got to get a couple sex stories out of you you've already heard my two crazy ones that i can we
0: may do that so for those of you that are listening matt will be back with us a bunch more um so thank you matt for jumping onto the podcast
1: Thank you for so having everyone
0: me. go to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It is Cox Talks Podcast on all three of those. It's C O X T A L K S Podcast um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like the page, follow us. Tell all your friends. Um, this episode will be up Monday, which you'll know that because it'll be Monday when you're listening to it. Um, and we are on every major platform now. Uh, we are on, let me see if I can find all eight platforms. Yeah. So we are now on, let me scroll down. I'll find it. Uh, where can my podcast be heard? Awesome. So we are on anchor.fm. And if you listen to us on anchor.fm and you want to, you can donate to the podcast. That way we can buy real mics instead of these $10 mics that we found on Amazon. Mine's 10 because it's pink. Um, (laughs) I'm not ashamed of it, but you can find us.
1: Mine's a big black
0: one. Probably. You you can find us on anchor.com or I'm sorry, anchor.fm forward slash Cox dash talks. That's a mouthful, mouthful of Cox. So it's anchor.fm forward slash Cox dash talks. We're on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, breaker, pocket cast, radio public and Stitcher. You can also, if you have a Siri. Uh, on either on your phone or any other Siri device you can say hey Siri play the podcast Cox Talks uh, or if you have Google Home or a um, Alexa you can say hey Alexa or hey Google play the podcast Cox Talks and it will pull us up on whatever platform you subscribe to so please like us, subscribe to us, rate us on, on all of the different platforms and more importantly just listen and tell your friends to listen Matt, for do you have sure. anything that you want to let people know or anything uh any other podcast that you're doing or am I your only friend that likes you?
1: Uh, uh you're my only friend that likes me. The only thing I have to say is sorry mom for some of that stuff I said and whatever I said does not reflect in any of my personal or professional. And opinions. listen, if
0: you if you need so... to poop, go three inches deep, swirl it around, it'll come right out.
1: No, don't you don't go in. you massage the lips. I,
0: my butthole doesn't have lips, Matt. On that. Have a good night. <laughs>
1: See you